Welcome to Connecting Our Community, brought to you by North Andover Elder Services. Connecting Our Community is an educational series connecting you to local resources which can help you and your family age with independence. My name is Kathy Shelp and I am the director of North Andover Elder Services. We operate programs and services at the Senior Center, 120 Main Street, right behind Town Hall. Today we're talking about senior housing and the different types of housing. With us are Maggie Cleary, Executive Director at the North Andover Housing Authority, and Eileen Elliott, Sales Director at Brightview Assisted Living. Maggie is local to the Merrimack Valley, born and raised in Haverhill. She attended St. Michael's College in Vermont, graduating with a BA in History. She received her graduate certificate in public administration from Southern New Hampshire University and then began her career at the Haverhill Housing Authority as a front desk clerk, moving and then moved on to the Section 8 Housing Choice Voucher Department and eventually promoted to deputy director. She started as the executive director at the North Andover Housing Authority in 2019 and currently sits on the board of directors of the Massachusetts chapter of National Association of Housing and Redevelopment Officials, as well as a Section 8 Administrators Association. Also with us is Eileen Elliott. Eileen began her career as a kindergarten and special needs teacher, and after 20 years chose a new path. She pivoted, and her career change led her to Brightview Assisted Living as a community sales associate, and shortly after was promoted to sales director. She's been there for five years and just loves it. Welcome, um, both Eileen and uh, Maggie. It's really great to have you with us today. Um, I want to start today. We're going to talk about housing and different housing choices that, that we have as we age. And, and there is a, 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 just a huge variety and different choices people can make. And often they don't know what's available to them. And they actually don't know what direction and even where to get started. So if we can um, start first, I'd like to start with you, Maggie, if you can talk a little bit about the housing authority and, and what's available there. Sure. Uh, the North Andover Housing Authority has... 297 um, housing units as part of its portfolio. We receive funding and subsidy from both the Massachusetts State Department of Housing and Community Development and the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, um, known collectively as DHCD and HUD. Um, So we have eight housing complexes spread throughout North Andover two of which are are for family housing, and those are multi-bedrooms. And then the remaining six complexes are one-bedroom units and are for people who are 60 years of age or disabled. And how do people get into this housing? There are two different applications. One is for the state-funded programs, and one is for the federally-funded programs. The federal application is available on our website, www.northandoverha.com, as well as at our administrative office located at 1 Markeski Meadows. Um, That application is for the two federal properties. And then our other state-funded properties can be applied for online through the new common housing application through the state. It's known as CHAMP, which stands for common housing application for Massachusetts public housing. Um, Both the state and HUD seem to love their acronyms. Um, So people can apply for the state complexes online at www.champ. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. It's but the DHCD CHAMP website. And 
Can we find that on mass.gov? It, it's available on mass.gov, mass. and yep. the link is also on our North Andover Housing Authority website. Okay. So people can apply for both programs on our website or in person at the office. Um, if I always tell people that they should definitely apply for both programs. Um, we do have a local preference for North Andover residents, people who live or work in North Andover. You have to have been living in North Andover six months to receive the local preference. Um, so that essentially puts North Andover residents to the top of the list. That being said, on the state side, there's also emergency housing. So the emergency housing applicants would be ahead of that. However, it's sometimes tough for us to confirm emergencies for people because although it, someone's situation is certainly an emergency to them, it might not meet the tight definition that the state has for what constitutes an emergency priority housing. Right. Um, on the federal side, however, we just go by you know local preference and then time and date of application. So sometimes, you know, right now the local wait list for our federal program is you know it's about less than a year, which is a pretty good rate. So we always tell people, you know, if you think that you might be interested in apply in applying for housing, you should just go ahead and get your name on the wait list. If somebody's on the wait list and they get a call, all right, I got an opening here, but they're just not ready to go, and they say, I can't, no, not now. What happens to the name? Do they go to the bottom of the wait list, or what happens? They would go to the bottom. They, okay. I mean, well, they would have to apply again. Yes, oh, we don't automatically okay. put them on the bottom, because okay. then we would be doing that for everybody. But they can certainly say, you know, I'm, I've had people say, thank you, I'm not ready yet. Here's my new application. Sign me back up again. Okay. Maybe I'll be ready in a year okay. or two. Mm -hmm. And is there a difference between the, the HUD housing and the state housing as to what the availability of, of apartments are? We have more state-funded units than HUD units. Um, that being said, it's diff it varies year by year. You know, sometimes we have high rates of turnover. Other times it's a little slower. When the pandemic first hit, we had a lot of people – you know, who didn't want to be so isolated, moved out, moved in with family members mm -hmm. who were going to be helping take care of them. So, you know, we had a rash of vacancies and we were able to house a lot of people that year. Other years, um, you know, people are just staying where they are and then we might have a little bit of a slower turnover time. Okay. So now I do understand. So you have some, some apartments people can, uh, can rent and that gets subsidized by, what's the percentage of rent that they pay? Is that based on their income? So both programs, uh, the federally funded housing and the state funded housing are income based. So your rent would be based on your income and it's approximately about 30% of your monthly income. So I always just use these numbers because it's easy, but basically if you received $1,000 a month, perhaps in social security, your rent would be above $300 okay. a month. That being said, we also um, – there is a deduction for medical expenses. So I always tell people, too, you know, if you're thinking of – if you apply, start keeping those medical expenses. Um, it ha We need proof of payment. So it can't be, oh, you know, I have a $2,000 hospital bill. It has to be, I have a $2,000 hospital bill, and here's proof that I paid 1200 so far. Right. And then we could give it use that. Okay. As a, and they do they every, every year submit – resubmit their income? Every year we do the annual recertification process to adjust the rent. For most seniors, you know, they're on fixed incomes and the amount usually only varies by a few dollars based on the um, Social Security cost of living adjustments. However, you know, some years people have maybe had a, a lot of medical expenses, so their medical deduction would be higher and 
So their rent will be a little bit lower from okay. one year to another. And tell me... But a, it's always going to be 30%. Okay. And then tell me a little bit about... There's a difference. So we have... And th- these are all pretty independent residents. And if from from housing in an apartment and then congregate housing. So we do have 10 congregate units. Um, those are... It's single-room occupancy. So everybody in the congregate program has a bedroom with a shared bathroom, kitchen, and living space. We also have partnered with AgeSpan, so there is a assistance component to it. There's a nurse on site who provides meals. There's a social worker who's involved, um, and so that is the congregate program. Okay, and is there different criteria to be part of the congregate program than We try to, um, yes, I mean, you would only really want to apply if that's a program that you think would fit your life. Um, we meet with um, age span that, you know, we assess, is this an appropriate place for this applicant? Would they do better perhaps, you know, do they not really need these services? And they might do better on the um, independent living side. Um, people can, you know, move out and say, this has been great, but I do think I would like my own apartment and apply for a transfer. We do have that happen sometimes. Okay. So that's possible. They can transfer into yes. <clears throat> into housing. Great. And we do have the transfers go the other way, too, where someone, you know, might say, this has been great. I've been living on my own, but I do need more help, and I'd be interested in the congregate program. I think it's a great uh, great program. I had never uh, been into a congregate uh, building. It was just there last week for a meeting with somebody, and um, it's a nice way to live. Um, it's just uh, they get a little bit of help, um, but yet the feeling is that you're still still pretty independent, you know, while you're there. It is. And, you know, all of our, with the exception of the congregate program, all of our units are, you know, independent living. There's no assistance component. That being said, we do have our resident services coordinator from AgeSpan who, you know, will help us make referrals for our residents to get the services they need to keep them in their apartments. Nice. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Independent living. That's awesome. Keep them in their homes. Well, thank you so much um, for that. Eileen, now um, tell us a little bit. So we have uh, some sub- subsidized housing and uh, available for people in the area, and it sounds like there's a lot of apartments. What kind of waiting list? So if I can just back up one minute, there are there a lot of people on a waiting list? Um, do you have numbers for that? I mean, on the CHAMP statewide application, the, we're in the thousands. Yeah. Like, I think over almost close to 5,000 people have applied for housing in North Andover. Uh, right the, in North Andover. That's at the up. North Andover Housing wow. Authority wow. that they have selected the North Andover Housing Authority when they applied um, to the common housing application. On the federal, the federal list is shorter, and um, it's much shorter if you are a local resident. I think right now we only have about 20 local residents on the list. Okay. And but the list of the, as a whole has about 150 people. And the CHAMP application, somebody can get on there and they can apply for housing anywhere in the state on that application. Exactly. And they could select, uh, yep. you know, every housing authority in the state. That being said, you really should only select housing authorities that you'd actually be willing to move to. Right. You know, it might not make sense for somebody who lives in Methuen to log in and apply to every housing authority and then 
you know, get the call perhaps from Holyoke or Springfield first. Right, and, right. Um, so we do see that sometimes and people say, oh, no, I didn't mean to, I, I actually, I don't want to go there. I shouldn't have <laughs> checked that. But it is nice because you can, um, you know, with one application apply to all the housing authorities perhaps in the Merrimack Valley right, or right. something like that. And someone that's that really lot. in need that there are some people that just need the housing and, there and are, they don't care where they live. And, and there, they're, yes, they're there are some people go. who say, I'll go. I'll wherever, go wherever I can get a, get housing, so that's it's great. Exactly. I, I love the Champ application; that's fairly new, um, and it's it's a great great tool. It is, and it's entirely online, so people can log in. You know, they can update their address, update their phone number, their contact information if they move, and then they can also upload documents that are needed for verification when they get towards the top of the list. Um, so that's been really helpful. And we will, at the Senior Center, also help people fill out that application. Um, either if they have a hard copy they need help, we'll help them do that or, mm -hmm. or get on to the CHAMP yep, application. But we do accept well. paper applications or, you know, the online application, yep. too. Right, great. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Eileen, okay, now we, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get back to you. So um, so let's talk a little bit about assisted living and memory care and um, skilled nursing, independent living. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. So, um at Brightview Senior Living, um, we're located on 114 in North Andover, um, where the old Boston Ski Hill was. We offer an active, vibrant lifestyle for seniors who are looking for independent living, assisted living, um, also memory care. Um, we have independent living that when someone's truly independent, renting an apartment and can enjoy all the amenities of the communities, the community. We also offer assisted living, which is also someone renting um, an independent living apartment, but has access to caregivers and oversight as needed. Um, we also have a neighborhood, which is called our Wellspring Village, which is our memory care community. And we have 28 apartments there. Um, they're also remaining independent. It's a, a vibrant and home-like environment for someone living with dementia. Um, we do have couples that live in different neighborhoods within the community, which is really helpful. We also have people that start off in independent living and they, they go through the continuum. They're there <laughs> for years. So um, we have lots of different equations that happen at Brightview. Um, how we differ from skilled nursing is skilled nursing is a higher level of medical care. It must be provided um, by direct su supervision of a licensed health professional, such as a nurse or physical therapist, occupational therapist. A lot of times the patient needs higher level of care on a frequent or constant basis due to their medical condition. Um, and a lot of times people may have more resources um, to help pay for the assisted living component or the nursing home. So, and, and it's just like the, the, how we pay for this is a whole nother program and how, how, how we pay for long-term care. Um, but so uh, the one thing I did between uh, between my job changes from upstate New York when I moved to New England, I, I worked for a year in assisted living and really got to see a lot, got to learn a lot. And and I think the one one of the pieces that I walked away with was people are afraid of it. I think they look at assisted living and they, they stereotype it or they they have um, this, this visual of what they think it is and it's um, and it's not. It's it's really almost like. I always can, you know, compare it to dormitory living because you, you have your own apartment, you go in and have your own apartment, and then you can come out of your apartment, and there's just all kinds of, tell me about some of the social socialization that goes on sure. in, in, in an assisted living facility. Yes, well, I agree with you. People, um, a family will come to visit and say, I can't get my mom to come visit Brightview or an assisted living community because she thinks it's a nursing home. Yep. So I'll always recommend that you bring them to me and they can see this beautiful, I call it a cruise. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like being on a cruise ship. Um, 
lots of amenities um, at Bright View. We have lots of entertainment weekly. We offer um, a movie theater. We have matinees during the day, and we have evening movies as well. Um, we have exercise classes a couple a day, and we have um, support groups and also a fitness center along with a hair salon and nail salon, um, just to name a few. And people can come and go as they like. There are people that live in the assisted living that have their own cars that can come and go. It's, it's, it's their apartment that they're renting, and it just so happens to have somebody that's going to do your laundry and you know, clean your apartment and cook your meals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what could be wrong I with know. that? We provide the three meals a day <laughs> yeah. and dessert. And it's restaurant style. Talk a little bit about the, the in an assisted living, um, the dining experience. Sure. So it, it's just like a restaurant. You'll, you'll enter and sit wherever you'd like. Um, a lot of people make friends and like to sit with the same group. Um, and then we have servers that offer you a menu and tell you what's on the menu if you need assistance. And then you just order off the menu and they deliver your lunch to you or your dinner. And then they just clean up after you and um, get your dessert either for you there or to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great model, and um, and then can you let's talk a little bit about memory care. I know um, you you touched on it a little bit that um, you can sometimes have a married couple where you may have one of the spouses in independent living or assisted living and one in the memory care. How does that how does that work? So it, it's it's interesting, but it definitely works. We have a couple of different dynamics. We have. Um, some residents that start together in independent living and then one may need memory care so we'll transition that person to memory care spending some time throughout the day before they eventually move in and then that spouse that's living in independent living can come and go as they please they can have all of their meals with their loved one in memory care or they can bring their loved one down to their apartment as much as they'd like um, we also offer we have a pub on the second floor which is great and we offer social hour each day from 3:30 to 4:30 where they can join together um, depending upon doesn't matter what neighborhood you're living in you could be with your spouse mm -hmm. together and so no, that's a, it's a great it's a great model and and keeping families together and uh, and keeping people just socializing it can be be isolating to stay and, and live in your home and while some people choose that and really want to stay in their home it is a great option um, for other people. Um, are, are you familiar? There's, there's two, two different models too in assisted living between them. So we're so close to New Hampshire here and Massachusetts. Um, does, does Brightview, is that one? I know a lot of assisted livings might have some, uh, some, uh, facilities in New Hampshire as well as Massachusetts. Do you all go in both states? Um, actually Brightview, we have 44 bright views. They start in Virginia and work up the coast. And okay. We do not have any facilities in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, but we do have eight here in the New England region. And um, well, because in assisted living, <coughs> excuse me, and I don't know about going further south, but I do know just from um, from my experience that Massachusetts has a social model, and uh, and uh, uh, New Hampshire has a medical model in assisted living. And um, what happens if I move into assisted living and I need a little bit of extra help? Um, can you provide me? What kind of assistance do you actually provide? Sure. So um, our base model starts with five hours of care a week um, and that you can um, get help with any of your activities of daily life that you need or help with your medication management. All of that's part of the assisted living component, um, keeping you vibrant and still having purpose to go about your day and live independently. Mm -hmm. So so when we talk, let's talk about a little bit about what that, define that cares of 
daily activities activities of daily, activity, yes. <laughs> activities of daily life yeah. um, such as bathing grooming um, help dressing medication management reminders cueing um, when someone first moves in an assisted living a lot of times they need cueing and reminders it's time for breakfast let's walk down the hall and, and I'll bring you to your friends at breakfast so all of that um, is part of the care but the activities of daily life are basically the dressing grooming um, medication management and what happens um, in, in the middle of the night are people so is there someone there um, you know say from 11 o'clock until 7 o'clock in the morning is there a third shift there is a, sh a third shift yes we have two CNAs there overnight and we do have um, a 24-hour concierge at the front desk which is also helpful um, that's great. So, so there's always someone in the building always. if somebody needs help. Um, how does somebody, if uh, if they're in distress, everybody connected? Yes. So we have pendants. We provide pendants for the residents. Um, they can press their pendant and then they will um, attend to them right away. And then they'll get some help. So, yes. so that's awesome. And I'll tell you those pendants. I, I you know, I'm a big. <laughs> For people that live alone, there's not even an age thing to that. You know, if you live alone, and, and especially if you're retired and you live alone, like I always think, oh, if I live alone. If if I fell during the night and I, you know, who would know that I'm there? I wouldn't show up for work. So somebody's going to eventually know that something's happened. But if you're retired and you may not have a schedule that you have to keep. Um, so we think even living in someone's home, those life alerts and those kind of um, resources and tools are very great. Helpful. Yep. Very helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very helpful. So, um, well, thank you so much, ladies. I think this has been great. So we know we have different kinds of options, you know, as we age where we're going to live as well as to stay in our home and, um, and to get some care in our home as well. Um, thank you all for joining us today. Um, be sure to look for us for our next program with our financial advisor, Quintara Costa. She's going to tell us how we're going to pay for long-term care because that's always a question that people have. Um, this has been brought to you by the North Andover Elder Services, connecting our community through service, experience, and advocacy. Advocacy.